Welcome to the Influence Factory podcast. This program is dedicated to support professionals who have a desire to develop their digital business influence so they can navigate through a fast-paced, constantly growing digital world. We invite newcomers as well as our family of business influencers to a place to play, share ideas, questions, tips, and guidance with other thought leaders around the globe. Sit back and enjoy our program with our host, Dean Delisle, as he interviews guests. News and commentary is provided by Kate Hassett and Jackson Delisle. Power Move lessons are provided by the Influencer Marketing Department at Social Jack. And production, editing, and distribution is provided by the Social Jack production team. All right, welcome to another episode of the Influence Factory. And this is one of those special episodes where we're bringing you live into the Social Media Strategy Summit. And uh, we're going to introduce um, some people that you've seen and known before on our program and maybe some new people. So we're going to learn about some things that we're learning about here at the conference. And this conference is all about social media, but then it's also about digital media. Uh, Nick Myers has given a session right now on AI. It's everything from social selling to advocacy to influencer marketing. And I had the uh, pleasure of delivering an influencer marketing workshop yesterday, and we had a lot of brands in there, Blue Crest, Blue Shield, and, and a number of others that are really trying to figure out the advocacy game and the influence game. So uh, it was fun having them for about three hours, and uh, they actually let us run over, which never happens in our workshop, so it's extremely uh, cool. Um, I'm also featuring, I got the first early edition copies of my new book first, so excited to have that. So. Uh, First, the Street Guide to Digital Business Influence. So we'll be keeping you all posted on that as well. So I'm going to bring my pro first proximity guest in, <laughs> uh, David Fisher. Uh, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going fantastically. How are you doing? I'm, we'll this do is this. the most yeah. awkward yes. handshake ever. There yes, we go. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so you sat in on the uh, keynote this morning, which was about employee advocacy. And you and I touched this. Uh, between our, our sales training and our mm -hmm. social selling and our influencer development training. What did you, what did you hear from the keynote this morning? I, you know, it was a lot of great stuff. And one of the things that I liked that uh, Glenn from uh, Gagelamp uh, spoke about was actually in response to a question that somebody asked. And he pointed out that tools are, are important, but they're just tools. Like, in the end, you still have to engage your team. You have to give them the training, the coaching, the guidance to use the tools. Right. Um, and so I think that that's a very important um, idea that needs to be shared more because I think with so much technology coming out, it's really easy to think that, hey, all we have to do is slap a new platform or a new dashboard to help our, our team use social to share the message. But uh, y y that's important. But it's just a first step. You got to show them how to use it. Yeah, and I think this uh, this happens with social on its own. We talk, you and I both talk about this, mm -hmm. but how people think that just because they sign up for something or they get on a platform, that things are magically going to be good and things are going to happen for them. Oh yeah, I mean, you and I probably for over a decade, people have said, "Well, I have a LinkedIn profile. Why am I not getting more business?" Right. Like, isn't that the trick? You just sign up and everything's magical. You know what the number one question I've gotten in the last year is is um, uh, should I upgrade to premium? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like saying, well, I uh, own a gun, and should I get a machine gun? You know, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, well, you're not even using the other one properly. So well, Exactly. I, mean, I always tell people, I go, you use the free account until you're frustrated. Yeah, or you bump up against a wall. Right. And that, yeah. That's where the frustration comes yeah. I want to do more searches. I want to get more information. Then absolutely. But, yeah, you have to use the platform. So I, I really liked what Glenn said about that. And I think it 
Um, something else that I think you brought up, which was really valuable, and something that you know that I've talked about, I know you have as well, is the idea that using social isn't about just broadcasting a uh, a company message, right? So I think you know I work with a lot of sales teams. A lot of salespeople think, hey. If I just keep talking about our product, I just keep talking about our service, that will make people buy. No, it won't. Uh, it's like the insurance salesperson who just talks about insurance all the time. I was just thinking more call to actions do not create more actions. Right, exactly. <laughs> Remember that. And so, you know, he shared a statistic. It was, uh, you know, basically 25% um, promotional, meaning talking about your service, talking about your product, 75% everything else around that. And I think that's really key because something that's important for me is relationships, right? Right, yeah. And relationships aren't driven by, hey, let me tell you about this new service that I can sell you. It's really about the human connection. And, and I think that's where social really shines in creating that human connection. So you now have trust, you have rapport, you have a relationship. Then when it's like, hey, Dean, let me tell you about, you know, how our service might be able to help you or what I'm trying to sell you might be useful, that person's going to listen. And, uh, and what's interesting is we talk about the fact that, remember, uh, social selling, we talked about earlier, we had a conversation <laughs> about it being relationship marketing and relationship sales. Well, we've really all been doing that all along. Yeah, Those absolutely. are the best sales. That's where referrals come from and everything else. Absolutely. And now, uh, is, uh, is it true? Is LinkedIn trying to strip off the... Uh, I don't know. I think I've seen a couple things where, you know... It, the social part of selling. Yeah. They created it. Now they can't manage it. So I think they're going to toss it. Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> Probably. No, I, I'm always in trouble. Yeah, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I think what's really important, though, for us to remember. And again, I, you and I both deal with a lot of sales teams, sales organizations, salespeople. The difference, and I think this is a good thing for salespeople to know, but also marketers to know, is that calls to action are important. I mean, I think the big difference we still see between marketing and sales um, marketing is very much about awareness, sales, you know, top of funnel, right. sales is and about, brand. and brand, which right. is all important, but and then sales is bottom of funnel, making right. something happen. So I, th and this is actually what I'm talking about this afternoon here, is how do we get the salespeople to think more like marketers, and the marketers to think more like salespeople, to share information, but then build a relationship, and then drive it towards something. Absolutely. Which is, Absolutely. I think, the key. And I want to give a shout out to one of my clients uh, that I mentioned before, GE Aviation Digital. And we train a lot of, uh, of GE organizations. You can't say GE Digital. That's a whole other company. And oh, there's geez. GE Aviation Digital. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackson found out about that. He's, All right. Flip the words around. Um, but uh, for, for the first time stepping into an organization, and, and I don't know, I think this is relatively new, but I'm starting to see them do two things. One is uh, what I call social teaming. I sort of coined that phrase okay. years ago. Uh, and, and it's really about uh, getting uh, advocates around you as a professional and getting them aligned. So when you go into accounts, you go mm -hmm. into businesses, you connect to all the relevant people right. within the organizations or connected. They, they have their partners and they have it all mapped out. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen it like, like account management mapped out this well. Right. So now they're taking it to the next level and they're connecting on LinkedIn and we're teaching them how to have conversations and it's brilliant. I've never seen a, a group adapt so fast. That's awesome. So I think that's a message to other businesses is you don't have to be a GE to do this. Not at all. And in yeah. fact, what I would say is the nice thing about social is it really has democratized access and democratized right. the tools. You know, I got to plug my book a little bit, Hyperconnected Selling. Right. I talk about the sales matrix 
where now we don't have this linear sales process where there's just one person that we're dealing with. It's really the account-based selling. Yes. Accounts, I've got five people, seven, ten people, and using something like LinkedIn is brilliant. So that's great that you've got them doing that where they can be connected to all of those decision makers and champions and end users. Partners. And partners and budget you know, people and the executives and really communicate with them and guide them through that, you know, I call it chirping them through, the sales right. chirper, like guide them through that sales process. Right. Because it's not a transactional world anymore. Right. Right. And so I think if you can use these tools, I mean, we're talking about social media here at the summit, but it's, it's a tool, right, right, to have those relationships in a way that you couldn't in the past unless you had the resources of GE, which is great, but now we can all do that. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. And Jackson, let us know if we get any questions from the audience as well. Um, and then uh, the one question you might have: I am the only person here wearing a tie today. So are you? I, I have not found another person. So I'm either really stuffy, or that's going to be like my brand, like D Fish, the one guy in a tie. I put you a tie on, but I don't have any collars, on, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to work. You're pulling it off. It's all good. Right, right. I think uh, I think one of the other big things is uh, to let people remind people that things are always changing. I mean, that's oh, why gosh, I, yeah. that's why I created Social Jack to begin with is that, you know, things are always changing, and mm -hmm. for us to keep up with them, the minute we learn them, we want to share them. And, and rather than just hide them in a tweet or a hashtag, yeah. we built a platform to help, you know, folks like you and our friends help educate Absolutely. the world out there and empower mm -hmm. them to just know. Well, and I want to piggyback on that, use the word empower. And earlier you talked about control. I think one of the things that is also scary, and this, for all of you who are trying to bring this to your organization, these are forces that we can't control, right? You can't tell your people. I think that's something Glenn said. You can't control your employee's social media presence. You can't say, well, I've, give me your accounts and I'm going to tell you what to post. What you actually have to do is say, let me give you the skills so that you can go out and share, which you're going to do anyways, right. but let's, let's help you share in a clear way, in a way that helps each individual as a professional, but also helps the organization as a whole. Because that's really, I think, where the power comes in. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not having 100 people in your company post the same article. In we the same oh, we way. heard that this yeah, morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the one, the one lady said the problem with them, they went on a specific platform, and really there was like 25, 30, 40, 50 people posting the same content. And we've all seen it. Ugh. We've all seen it. So Awful. that doesn't work. But what you do need to do is, again, provide the tools but then in some way, shape, or form, provide the guidance so that people know how to do the posting, how to do the sharing. And what's exciting is that when you do that, I mean, we, as human beings, we, we're social creatures. We want to connect with the people we do business with every day, with our colleagues, with our partners, with our vendors. So if, as organizations, we can show them how to do that and make them feel comfortable and confident. Man, they will share your message way, you know, to a much wider audience than you're ever going to get doing right. paid and, um, you know, even like the major influencer marketing, you know, we've talked about that. Those are great, but they're just one of the, the tools. Well, and that's why we like the micro and nano influencers a little better mm -hmm. because they tend to um, be a little more authentic and genuine. And, and, they're, and they're right within our organizations or they're mm -hmm. all around us. So uh, you just have to activate them in a little way, in a genuine way. And like you said, yeah. with, with Social Jack and our program, we teach people how to uh, have a voice and, and how, they sh you know, how they should behave and, and be mm -hmm. online as thought leaders and influencers. 
and then how to have conversations, which typically we all know how to do, but people seem to think it's a different <laughs> thing on the internet. We forget. Like, yeah. all of us have, and that's, it's funny, but it's true. We, we all know how to have a human-to-human -human conversation because we've done it. Like, today, you had a, my guess, unless you live in a rock, under a rock, you've had a human-to-human -human conversation. Have you? <laughs> All right, I don't make too many assumptions. But the, Some people start late. That's true. I, it's the West Coast, you might <laughs> and just we're, wake and we're up. we're global, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be, oh, yeah. But you have the skills. It's really just about taking those exact same skills, being empathetic, asking questions, being engaging, like you would with somebody at a conference, doing that through LinkedIn, through right. Twitter. You know, being, ironically, even though this is technology, it's all about humanizing yourself, being human. I love what you said about just activating the micro-influencers. Because you don't have to give anybody a voice. Right. We all have our own voice already. It's just about using it. Right. So. Absolutely. And it's funny because I wrote the book, you know, Digital Business Influence and about being first in your network. But but all the beginning chapters have nothing to do about going online. It's right. not about being digital. It's about finding your true self and your story that resonates and that mm -hmm. what makes you different from everybody else and then deciding I'm ready to, to step on the dance floor. Right, right. In fact, we, uh, we, we uh, sort of bring up the equivalence. Uh, you and I, it's been a while since we've been uh, at middle school, high school, right, for ourselves. <laughs> five years, five yeah, years. Yeah, at least five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, But, you know, it's funny. You can almost remember the fear, at least most of us, of stepping onto the dance floor for the first time. Becky Gall's birthday party, <laughs> fifth grade. I actually got paid a dollar because I was the first one willing to do it. Really? I remember. Yep. By Becky? By Becky's mom. Oh, Becky's, Becky's mom. mom gave gave a prize. The first person who's willing to dance. So yes, I get it. So uh, yeah, so it, but it was funny because you know I had a I had a few buddies. You know, it's like bravery in numbers, and oh, yeah. we would just be the ones to go out there and just start dancing, and, and the girls just loved it. And, and so, but it was like you know, you think you think they no. were, they were laughing at least. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, we sort of got known as like the dance guys, but there it was go. like uh, tough street dance guys. Oh, there we, you yeah, go. We oh, yeah, we were tough too. But the idea was uh, strength in numbers, right? So you know, you don't have to do things alone, sure. and that was another big. A message that I think uh, we heard in the keynote this morning was making sure that you're not going alone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what social teaming is about. And it could be a team of five or a team of, uh, but it's it's the people around you that are sort of on the same mission together, like good partners. Yeah. And collaborating and just really taking that online together. Absolutely. I mean, even just getting two or three people, even just getting a partner and starting somewhere. Yeah. And, and then yeah. if you can build from there. And, and we call that, you know, in fact, when we have people build profiles, we're like, we want you to find someone that you trust mm -hmm. that will give you honest feedback. <laughs> right, right, Honest right. feedback. Honest not the one, good. Not the yes people. And, and then uh, make sure that your profile resonates, but then do what we call a peer review where you're, like, sort of helping each other out. Mm -hmm. and, and we find if you choose that one, you'll be comfortable choosing the next. But I right. like how you said that, yeah, even the power of one. Yeah, but and it's continuing to grow. Like, every network starts with one person. And then it's the next. And then keep growing it, too. I think a lot of times professionals, we get kind of stuck at some point in our career. And we think we have our network. Oh, okay, I know. I'm our, not going to Our fave five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's great. But, I mean, one of the things I still love about conferences and, and in-person events is just you meet new people, going up and shaking hands. And I was just talking with uh, Ellie, who I think is going to be uh, coming on shortly. Uh, we live five blocks away from each other in the real world, right? And we would have never known that. She looked at my business card. She's like, you, that's where you live? I'm like, yeah. She's like. She just moved up there, too. Yeah. yeah. It was like Evanston Power, right? <laughs> but, uh, but 
it's, you can always add somebody new as well. So I have a, I have a very powerful sports question for you. So just so, okay. so if you live in Evanston, are you automatically a Northwestern fan? Well, I'm also a, a Wildcat. Oh, yeah, so, so that just puts you right I in there. I have no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but is everybody, I mean, come on, you know. If you're in Chicago, that seems to be it's the Chicago's favorite, It's Chicago's Big Ten team. Come yeah, on. right. And uh, sometimes we actually win, which wasn't necessarily the case <laughs> when I was there, but now we have, a, we have a pretty good team usually. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And so uh, for you, Cubs or Sox? Uh, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> no baseball? Not a baseball guy. Yeah. Not a baseball guy. I mean, you know, hang around Wrigley is always Oh, Green fun. Bay Packers. We now have to cut this segment? I'm yeah, sorry. Sorry. I know. Don't hate me. Don't hate I grew up in Milwaukee. I grew up in Milwaukee. No, I, so and we I love Milwaukee. It's actually one of my favorite stadiums. So It's, it's a lot. Of when fun, we're so. away. You know, when we're but, away. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? You never have a rain out. That's true. That's yeah. true. That is very handy that if you have a, a roof, you're all set. And if you play at home, you know at least Yelich is going to hit a home run. <laughs> that's his favorite review <laughs> right i know For sure well we could keep boring people with with baseball but i know uh, uh, right so let's move on to some other folks that here. are learning from the show right? so awesome well we're gonna give another awkward handshake here we'll do a it's, fist bump. it's, it's a dance there we go bye everybody all right thanks so uh, next we're going to bring on uh, brianna jacobs who is the uh ringleader and master of this uh of this uh, whole program, so uh, we, <laughs> so thank you, and this Sorry. is the 10th year, right? <laughs> this is the 10th year, yeah, so it's exciting. I know, and I think it's my seventh exciting year with milestone. you, so I, I came in right in those early years. And, you did, uh, and it's, yeah. And it's always been the best collaborative uh, conference around, so, um, so from the inside out, what's your perspective of the whole thing? Of how sort of we've, the yeah, event has yeah, grown? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think one of, one of the most rewarding things for me is just kind of seeing how, even just with speakers, how the community has grown from the from the beginning. Um, and I think for me, it's really just people continuing to put me in touch with other people who they think would really benefit from the the event. Is that, and that's really how it's how it's grown and um, how we see the community flourish and, and people loving to be, be a part of it. So there's just that genuine, you know, with marketers and social media marketers, sort of that genuine interest in wanting to connect people and, and connect with others and really share those, um, you know, concrete social media learning. So that's been, that's been kind of fun over the last couple of years, seeing that come together. And, and there seems to be a theme of authenticity now, you know, with a, mm -hmm. lot, of, a lot of the tracks that are going on and mm -hmm. the content and the, the networking and the people. So, um, so what do you think about authenticity and social networks? What's your two cents on that from your perspective? Um, I think it's, it's interesting now how that's kind of what that's, the marketing has really come, come back to. I don't think authenticity really ever left, but that it's, it's really kind of back to that focus of the human-to-human -human yeah. connection. And just even at, at scale, how can you kind of create those one-to-one -one -one personalized um, interactions that right. make, make customers feel connected with your your brand and just even showing the face behind the brand and really seeing who's um, you know who's powering the the content and and making it you know having that emotional emotional connection I think I've have seen a lot a lot of that through you know the video content and even just um, you know the social media content that's that's going out it's really kind of appealing to that emotional emotional side with with customers and, and I'm always shocked at the people that return and then how many new people you got in so it was like it's cool that there's like this evolution of new mm -hmm. people always coming in and the speakers are always amazing so it's like uh, the variety of speakers and then the change of perception and the panels. Mm -hmm. so you do such a great job with this oh so. well, thank you yeah, yeah. and it's, it's an honor for me too that speakers love to come back year after year and, and present and that they're always willing to bring in fresh content and seeing how that sort of morphed over over the years of what their different projects that they're working on and their different perspectives too from inside their own departments and companies so got it 
Yeah. Well, uh, if anybody wants to attend, what's the website? It's a socialmediastrategysummit.com, and we've actually seen a lot of really awesome activity online. So if you're not following our, our Twitter uh, hashtag, it's SMS Summit, so you can check out some of the learnings from this week. So we'll see you online, folks. Yeah, All right, thanks, thanks Brianna. <laughs> so in this next segment of uh, Live from Social Media Strategy Summit with the Influence Factory, we have a guest that we've had on our show before, and uh, one of the speakers here, a returning speaker, and one of our good friends, Ellie Moody from McDonald's. Come on down. Hi, yeah. <laughs> guys. Hi. Thanks for having me. So, uh, and you gave a tour of McDonald's. With all I the people did. Yes. Top. Our brand new headquarters in the West Loop. It's pretty awesome. I know. So, um, so in terms of your session today, which you always have rocking sessions, you guys talked about brand loyalty. So maybe you could bottom line sort of the most important things that sure. you guys covered just yeah. for the audience. Yeah, I mean, we covered a lot. We had some great speakers from Weber Shanwick, Rustoleum, and Tanium. And um, we talked a lot about what brand loyalty means and how you define it and what metrics you use. Um, but really, how do you evolve your social strategy to get to a point where you can have brand loyalty or affinity that drives sales. Um, and for every business, you know, the bottom line is something different, but at the end of the day, you are trying to grow it. And that's really where you want to drive sales, whether you have a product or service. So um, we kind of dug into how do you get there and what do you do to really, you know, hone in on the success that you can have through social media driving brand loyalty. Yeah. And, and, and with, um, uh, especially with uh, McDonald's, you guys are doing this in a couple different ways. Uh, and it keeps evolving. So you, uh, you know, always started with outside influencers, mm -hmm. but now I've been seeing more uh, also advocates yeah. as part of the brand. So you want to tell us a little bit about the sure. transition? There? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely always looking and using influencers, celebrities, um, middle tier, what, you know, Joe Schmo's on the street. I remember um, the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have a lot of great people that are huge brand advocates, but um, as employees are have 10 times greater reach than your actual um, corporate brand or business online, we want to tap into that. So we've been really trying to access the leadership and the executive team to, as well as all of the employees across the board using LinkedIn Elevate and um, other tools that we have kind of in our back pockets um, to drive more thought leadership around the brand from an internal standpoint that then goes on to external wow. channels. Um, so it's a fun, um, you know, balance of consumer-based marketing as well as internal and advocacy and more B2B, um, but just getting everybody to be more social in nature to understand the power that it has for us and how it can be a driver for the business because the more people talking about your business, where McDonald's doesn't have an awareness problem, you know, right. um, but the more people that are talking, the greater influence you can have and the more reach and extended, you know, um, impressions you'll get. So we really want people to be talking about the brand in a positive way. Um, and we live it every day. So that's a perfect right. example of, you know, you should believe in the business that you work for. And uh, we want people to be social about it and just know the parameters and the FTC guidelines and all the legal restrictions and things like that that you should be aware of. But. And, and you guys deal with uh, probably one of the widest ranges of influencers. So you have the, the macros and you have the micros mm -hmm. and you have the, the yeah. even now the nano influencers in terms of the customers and things mm -hmm. like that. Right. So um, so are you managing that or is that a whole team that manages that? We have a, um, a whole team that manages that as well as um, different facets of the business that play into it. So we have multicultural marketing teams and we have... Um, 
uh, digital teams and we have um, brand and content teams. So a lot of different people help manage that, but there's um, just a couple people that play as like as the lead stakeholders on it. And then they work with all of our agency partners and different influencer marketing groups and tools. Um, so it is a conglomeration of all of these different people that work across the business. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, I always like to ask, what are you learning from this so far? From the summit? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I just came out of a great session um, by Nick on um, AI technology. So I think there's some uh, amazing kind of futuristic planning that's going on there that a lot of marketers here probably aren't even attuned to yet. Um, and, you know, I'm learning a lot about that and just content marketing strategies and things that I can always learn, even though I've been doing this for over a decade. It's like I always learn something great from these conferences and events where you're meeting people, you're learning about their businesses, what's been successful for them. Um, and then kind of sharing, you know, just kind yeah, of common right. challenges that you face with the, with the industry, too. Well, and one thing I asked him, which I'll, when I get him on uh, interview, I'm going to dig in a little deeper. But I was like, my biggest fear about AI, because I'm a science fiction guy, too, mm -hmm. is, uh, is like, you know, is this going to replace or help people? What's, right. your, what's your thought on um, so I think technology is only going to help improve the whole world that we live in. But, you know, with that and the evolution of it comes a lot of scariness for some people. Right. Um, I don't think we'll get to a point where it totally takes over, controls everything that we do, because the human element, especially to marketing, is so important. Um, so we will always have um, some type type of human touch on what we do, but technology is only going to help it. So I see it going in the right direction. If it takes a turn for the worse or the wrong powerful person might, you know, use it to their advantage, then we're going to be in a sticky situation, but hopefully we won't get into an apocalypse of any kind through right. technology. You know, that's just for zombies and all the other things that are coming our way. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have yeah, you on and, and we always learn so much from you. So uh, keep inspiring and we'll keep learning from you. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. And everybody connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find me, Ellie Deutsch Moody, and uh, McDonald's, of course. So um, we'd love for you guys to come by, see our new offices and our global menu restaurant and everything else we got going I on. I heard you have every Happy Meal toy ever produced or something like that. Like We have a wall, oh, sorry, a wall of Happy Meal toys I in know. our office. Yeah, it's about 20 feet away from my well, I know desk. Nick Myers was overwhelmed. Yes, very, very <laughs> excited. But again, we love those brand loyal fans that right. are, you know, live and die McDonald's. So, yeah. Okay, well, listen, thank you again, and then we'll talk soon. All right, thanks, All right, thank you. Bye. All right, so uh, Ryan Pena, the MC of the uh, conference here, and we always love having uh, Ryan on our program, and we always learn so much. But, so, being the MC, you get to sit in on a lot of sessions. And this is what year? Oh, I, I lost count. I think, I think it's the seventh or eighth year. Seventh year for me, and I think we both met yeah. at that same yeah. conference. But, uh, so what are you learning on this one? Not much. You know, it's been pretty basic. I'm so. just kidding. Social media, posting, posting, posting. And make sure you all post the same content. No, no. I mean, you know, it's, it, I learned, first of all, I learned something every time. Uh, even though, you know, just like you, myself, we're, we're thick into social media every yeah. single day as far as figuring out what works and the right strategies to implement. And um, I would say, you know, already today in just the half a day that we've been hearing sessions, there's already a common theme out there. Um, you know, no surprise, but uh, it's validating to hear that authenticity goes a long way. Um, you know, I think, uh, unfortunately, with uh, the evolution of social media and, and the adoption of social media and the noise that is social media every day, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, trying to quick fixes, trying to get quick wins, and you hear a lot of talk about influencers, and, um, you know, unfortunately, with that has become some 
some bad uh, raps with influencers like the Fire Festival and all of this stuff. Pods. Pods. All right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And so, so you're, you're hearing all of this over and over and over again. And at the end of the day, you know, you can pay an influencer tens of thousands of dollars or whatever. But if you find someone that's truly tied to whatever mission you have or brand that you have and is, is doing it in an authentic way and telling that story from their perspective in an authentic way, that will always win. And so that's, that's the common theme that I've been hearing. Right. And uh, I always like to give a shout out to Be The Match because it's such a great cause. You want to say a few words about that? I appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, I work on the strategy side and innovation at uh, Be The Match. They're a nonprofit. We're based in Minneapolis. Uh, and uh, we work on uh, saving lives. So it's a pretty big thing to say, but it's true. Um, we're the world's largest and most diverse uh, bone marrow and blood stem cell registry. So really what that means to anyone watching is if you are ever interested in potentially saving a perfect stranger's life that needs a perfect match uh, through our registry. You can sign up at bethematch.org, sign in online. Uh, you'll get a kit in the mail to join by swabbing your cheeks. It's a fun social activity too, people love it. And, uh, and then you send it back and you're part of a uh, 15 million person registry and potentially could save someone's life one day. So I work on building that awareness uh, and, uh, and it's obviously a very rewarding uh, organization, so yeah. Well, we just want to thank you for all you're doing in that project and bringing that awareness. And also, we constantly learn from each other and from you as being part of our team and family. So thanks for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll have him back on soon, folks. Go keep emceeing. Bye. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Always fun to see you. Always fun to be around you. And here. Did you have a good time last night at that VIP I event? I did. So I much fun. There was ping pong. I, my ping pong game is very, very weak. However, my social game is strong, so I was able to engage anyway and kind of avoid some of the ping-ponging. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to engage just with ping-pongs. Yeah, yeah. Right? Thankfully. So, uh, so uh, always good to see you at the summit, and this is, uh, I think we might have met at this as well, right? Did, Years yeah. back. Uh, so what are you learning? So I'm learning that relationships matter. I mean, the relationships that a brand has with their clients, their potential clients, and their advocates. It's more than just you know, getting that sale, it's building awareness through genuine connecting with those that align with your message and your beliefs. So about being authentic, you know, and, and showing up to serve first, and then you get the benefits after that. So what do you think about the surge? You know, you know us, we're in the middle of uh, the uh, influencers and the advocates, right? And yep. so we help coach and train uh, many of those. Um, so what do you think about the movement of taking the great content like what you guys mm -hmm. create and helping to push that out with people. What, what do you see from your perspective? Yeah, I love the redefinition of influencer, right? Like, like I say with relationship marketing, it's turning your fans or followers into true fans, your right. clients into advocates and your community into collaborators. So really those influencers are the people that believe in your product because people trust recommendations from those that are like them. So an influencer can be anyone that right. is super passionate about a product. So really finding your true like alpha influencers really just means social listening and aligning with, okay, who does believe what we believe and can really take my message a lot further. So I love that brands are paying attention to that and not just thinking the traditional influencer as in a celebrity, right. you know, that they have to hire. It's really all about just empowering those that already believe what you believe. So and, I, and I really like the uh, sort of surge of, of micro and nano influencers because yep. they have higher engagement rates. Uh, they're more genuine and authentic networks mm -hmm. and they just have more power, I believe. 
and that's where social is going. If we pay attention to all the social channels, we see that the communities are going smaller and more micro, and that's where the magic happens. You know, even with Facebooks, they're putting priority over their stories and within groups, and that's because of those communities that are aggregating together because people want to be around others like them. So if brands are paying attention, they're going to look for, okay, how can I create those micro moments and really personalize our content a lot more and impact those that really already align with us anyway. Thank you so much again. It's always great to see you, and then uh, we'll have some more fun later today. Yeah, so good All right, good. good. Thanks. You. Talk to you soon. Hey, Dean. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Say hi to the Social Jack and Influence Hello, Factory. Social Jack and Influence Factory. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you guys had a had a great you had a great keynote and you have a great product here, and you and I have been doing a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. So, why don't you tell them a little bit about the product and and yourself, and then sure. uh, we'll dive into some good stuff. Sure. My name is Glenn Goddard. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Gagalamp. And at Gagalamp, we have an employee advocacy platform that makes it super easy for companies to get their employees to be part of their digital marketing efforts. So, Well, and, and I think what's uh, the conversation you and I have been stirring up is that, um, you know, a lot of companies are going through jumping on some of these early apps, advocacy apps, and the challenge is uh, there's a bunch of employees. Number one, uh, uh, we see that they don't, they're not really in good shape, which means they're not trained, they're not knowledgeable right. about being a true advocate and influencer for the brand. Uh, so their social doesn't look good and they don't know how to behave yeah. or react. And then the other epidemic uh, we were talking about is uh, just the fact that a lot of them are posting the same dry content mm -hmm. that the brand is posting. Can you right. speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's so important. I mean. Marketing can create an incredibly powerful employee advocacy program, or they can actually get themselves into a little bit of trouble. And so the, one of the key things you have to remember with anything is you're just not distributing content for people to share randomly. What you're trying to do is you're actually trying to be very intentional about it, which means you're actually adjusting the voice of that content to be appropriate for an employee to share. Content's only the, the, the first step. The next steps, you really have to think about engagement and an engagement strategy. Because maybe what I'm not doing it all the time is just sharing content, but I'm actually asking my employees to engage with other people's content, to engage with influencers, to share things from them, to follow, to connect. And that's what creates relationships. Because at the end of the day, the reason why we're doing all of this is to generate more relationships so that more relationships means more business ultimately. And, and when you say engagement, I just want to clarify, I think you and I both agree that it's about really just having conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think people, people mistake that. And the fact that, uh, I don't know if you saw that um, LinkedIn just um, uh, sort of put the emoticons on there yep. so that people yep. can uh, share different emotions without right. having a conversation. So I have mixed feelings on that, but I, I don't want people to use that as an escape. But really, uh, what you're saying is, let's have more conversations. Absolutely, and, and that's what you want your employees to do. You want your employees to have digital conversations out there, which lead to real conversations in real life, right? Yeah, right, because, and, and you know what? It, it's what makes each individual the power of your brand. That's right, that's right. And they already have a high affinity for your brand to begin with. You just, what you want to do is you want to help them be successful in this. But the key is you're helping them be successful you're not making them successful. Yeah. They've got to find their own way, and you're just giving them the guardrails to do it. Yeah, 
Now that's awesome. So we appreciate you and your product, and I loved your keynote, by the way. And I'm sure we're going to do a lot more together. So thanks for being Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thanks, Dean. Right, appreciate it. All Bye. right. <laughs> this is Nia. She always works behind the scenes, and she's Hi. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. So uh, from the Social Jack team. So tell us, what are a couple things you're learning from this? I mean, I am learning so much. Honestly, I would say one of the most important things that I've learned today is that, honestly, when you do marketing, just make it simple. That includes graphics. It includes information. Um, because it can be used in so many different ways. Um, it can be really versatile and flexible. And I'm going to go ahead and implement that in our own <laughs> Good. So I was like, Less yeah. is more. It's a lot more. So, yeah. yeah. And then I've also learned the power of um, having a relationship with, um, I guess, your audience to get them to really engage with your content. And then you'll you'll build a more, um, I would say, like a powerful audience. I think, yeah, and I think um, I think that's good. I think there's a common theme about being authentic mm -hmm. and also uh, making sure that um, we do have those relationships. And you're only gonna do that by being authentic. Right, and then when you have an authentic type of voice or an authentic type of authority online, you'll have a more um, genuine, I would say, um, response to the content that you post, to the things that you create. You'll have loyalty. And I think that's really hard to find amongst, you know, audiences in marketing, and especially in social media marketing. Especially around a brand. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Neil. We'll let you go grab lunch. So uh, Nick Myers, one of our uh, longtime favorites, and uh, we always appreciate you. Uh, so, uh, so you talked about AI and marketing, right? Yes. How was the session? Went really well. I got a lot of questions. I know I definitely made some people's eyes go wide, but that's the fascination about this stuff that we're dealing with right now. It just boggles people. So, if you could, if you were to tell our audience a few nuggets about um, AI and marketing and what does that look like in today's world? Yeah. Oh, Dean's holding the microphone. I love it. I'm so used to like I talk with my hands a lot. I'm sorry. So, yeah, a couple of nuggets are one. As marketers, we have access to so much different pieces of data, yeah. and it's very hard for us to be able to sift through all that data. A lot of the different AI tools that are being developed specifically for marketing are going to allow us to finally, for lack of a better phrase, see the forest through the trees of all the data and recognize patterns, help us optimize our content, help us be more authentic with our content, because we're going to be able to know what people want versus guessing what they need as marketers because of the data that we'll have access to. So um, so I'm a... I'm a I was going to say an old data guy going way back. And so I was working in data forever. And I think one of the things that I see that catches me is what data is real and good and what data is just sifting through junk. Right. What can you do today to, to sort of detect that? One of the big points of my talk was audience sentiment. So trying to understand what people are saying about you and really the emotion behind that. Because believe it or not, even in a Facebook post or an Instagram post or a tweet, we're always putting emotion behind that, but it's very hard for us because of the massive amount of volume to be able to determine what that actually is. So what AI can do is it can compile all that, recognize a pattern, and give you very accurate data as to how people feel about your brand based on what they're saying. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, so no, I think that's good because I think there's, um, you know, there's trust issues to begin with, uh, and yep. then there's like data trust issues, and then sometimes a lot of the platforms... Uh, not not mentioning any specifically, but I think they're all they're doing is they're showing you lots of data, and most people don't know what to do with it. 
Exactly. And, you know, even for me, when I, I really started getting into artificial intelligence from more of a branding standpoint is really what stemmed this was I was running Google ads, I was running Facebook ads, diving into Google Analytics. I'm like, this is so much. And, you know, a majority of people as I've come across, everybody's wearing multiple hats, right? We all just can't sit and focus on one thing. So it's impossible for us to dive into one of the most important things, which is the data. So that's when I started doing a lot of research and trying to understand some of the different tools available today that we're developing to be able to finally parse through all the noise and understand the crux of what our audience wants. So so talking about uh, data, and you and I usually wind up on time travel, so let's do a little <laughs> futuristic. We're going to spin the dial forward. So where do you see this going, like, say, in the next five years? Because things are moving so fast. Yeah, I actually had a really interesting question in my talk. Um, somebody asking, you know, I was talking about a lot of different companies that were developing more or less independent tools, but someone asked, well, what's stopping Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter from developing their own tool? Now, that's entirely possible. We could see, because they have the capital, the manpower to do this, but I kind of reiterated in my presentation, Facebook hasn't had a really good two years here, have they? So I think they have a lot of other things on their plate. I mean, they could have a team working on it, but I think the next five years is going to be really pivotable, pivotable, pivotal, we learn, new, we, we learn new words <laughs> at the summit here, too. It's going to be really pivotal in ultimately how the technology is going to evolve to get it to do what we need it to do. Right. And I still think even though we have all these different tools available, there's still some limitations to the technology that need to be ironed out. But every year that goes by, it's just getting better and better. And think about it. The more that these tools learn from our data, the better that they become. So it really is just going to kind of fix itself is the hope. I don't think so. <laughs> but I have trust issues in the world. So anyway, uh, well, we appreciate you so much. And so if people want to learn more and follow what you're saying on AI, where's the best? LinkedIn. I am very active on LinkedIn. Just search for Nick Myers. I'm also very active on Twitter. So my handle is at the red, R-E-D, Nick M, clearly. Um, thought it was a good branding thing. But yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn, email is nickm at redfoxcreate.com. Those are some of the best places to get a hold of me. So All right. And we appreciate you so much sharing your knowledge as always. And then uh, we'll see you the rest of the conference yes. and we'll continue to learn together. Pleasure to be here on the Social Jack live stream. I mean, I'm such a fan of Dean Delisle. You have no idea. So. Well, we're a fan and of Jack. yours too. Yeah. <laughs> So remember, what we want you to do is really follow the Social Media Strategy Summit, and the hashtag is SMS Summit, right? Hashtag SMS Summit. So if you can't be here, and like right now, I would go to the Twitter account, go to Get Social Jack, and we will continue to tweet and retweet those things. You can follow my handle, Dean Delisle, Jackson Delisle, and Kate Hassett. And we'll continue to bring you as much knowledge as we can as it's released on stage from many of these great speakers. So again, from us live here at the Social Media Strategy Summit, we will look forward to seeing you uh, live online. And yes, we will package this up and podcast it on all of our channels. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Influence Factory podcast. We welcome feedback and suggestions. You can provide these by visiting our website at www.myinfluencefactory.com. And if you are interested in Social Jack's 90 Days to Influence program, you can simply go to 90daystobusinessinfluence.com and simply ask for the next steps. While our program airs regularly on Zoom webcasts and Facebook Live on Wednesdays at noon central, we invite you to download episodes on your favorite channel, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and who knows where else in the future. 
We will also provide occasional on-location live streams with special guests that we will announce in our community Facebook group, Business Influencer Alliance, as well as on all Social Jack channels. Our mission is to help you build your digital business influence with this podcast, as well as inspire, educate, and entertain those who are hungry to collaborate in a cool place with cool business professionals just like you.